Want a great way to recognize your employees? Check out Custom Inc. Have you ever thought about doing something special for your customers? Custom Inc. can do that too. And wouldn't your team love some custom gear? Custom Inc. is ready. Custom Inc. is your go-to custom gear partner with great customer service, quality products, and all-in pricing along with personalized help when you need it and an easy-to-use website when you don't. Plus, everything is 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Check out what we can do for your business at custominc.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. The X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the X-One, everyone. I am Rob McConnell. And my guest this hour is Marshall Masters, and he is a former CNN Science Features news producer, freelance writer, television analyst, and the publisher of Yowza.com. Since 1999, he has been researching earth changes and the Nibiru flyby-related topics, including sustainable survival communities, catastrophic crop circles, impact events, and future technologies. Like many others, Marshall sees a dark cloud coming, what makes him different is that he also sees a silver lining, a noble and insti- inspiring Star Trek future. Joining me now is Marshall Masters. And Marshall, welcome back, bud. It's great to be back. Thank you. Um, I know you're a busy guy. Uh, gosh, um, tell us about some of the recent events that are just <laughs> truly awe-inspiring. Well, one of the things that happened is that, yeah, you know, I don't, publish observation photos that often people Mm -hmm. who follow my work know i'm very very picky you know there's a lot of fear porn out there and i just don't want to contribute to that and it's really gotten worse now it's like a pandemic of it uh but 
I was contacted by a guy by the name of Jack Bickle. And he said his wife had taken pictures. And all he did was said that, attached it, sent it to me. And I'm going, okay. So he's in an airplane, took mm -hmm. some pictures. Acid test. I write back. I said, send me a copy of your boarding pass. I didn't figure I'd hear from him again. Two hours later, bada boom, <laughs> there's a boarding pass. <laughs> and I'm going, oh, this is different. Now the game's afoot. And so I arranged to interview him mm -hmm. and his wife, sent him a series of questions. And actually the photographs were taken by his wife, Lanai. And this was during a flight that was back on July 10th. And the family was heading from Los Angeles back to their home in Montana. And uh, the Delta flight they were on was going to Salt Lake. And uh, then from Salt Lake, you know, you catch a connector. And they were, I would say they were over the um, artillery range that is to the west and south of Salt Lake City. And that was just before the aircraft started making a slow bank and turn, you know, coming in for its final mm -hmm. and descending. She was noticing, you know, beautiful sunset out the window and she was sitting in the middle seat. And so she started taking pictures. And the first couple of pictures were just a couple of nice sunset pictures. And then all of a sudden, boom, she comes up with the sun and an object next to the sun up around, say, it's about two o'clock. And she takes a few pictures. And this woman up to this point was a denier. A very strong denier. Her husband, Jack, was, you know, solid, longtime Planet X guy. And his family was all saying, you know, mm -hmm. you're crazy. You're crazy. We love you, but you're crazy. Well, all of a and Lanai is one of them. And all of a sudden, she's seeing what she keeps telling her husband. He's crazy. And so she goes, oh, what do I do? And he's on the other side of the aircraft, so he doesn't have a line of sight to it. He says, keep taking pictures. And so she kept taking pictures. And this was over a span of about two minutes. You know, for her, it seemed like 20 minutes. It's really amazing how an eyewitness report will differ from the actuality because I have the hard evidence from the photographs. She right. sent them to me directly from her uh, iPhone. Mm-hmm. And she has the latest model iPhone. Well, so nice, big, high-resolution pictures. And the in there is going to be metadata that tells me very specific things. All like right, we're going to have to have a time. cliffhanger here because I've got to go for my first break. Uh, Marshall. Marshall Masters is our guest. We're talking about Nibiru, the second sun in the sky, and much more. We'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exome from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, 
Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. President of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Hello, I'm Pete Marsh. With my daughter Justina, we will be presenting the new radio show, Too Good to Be True. If something seems too good to be true, it usually is. But with the help of Justina's amazing gifts, we're going to gain insight into questions that don't yet have complete answers. Have you wondered who built Stonehenge and for what reason? Why are crop circles found in the same region as Stonehenge and elsewhere? Are crop circles a hoax or are they created with technologies that we have little knowledge of? Who built the pyramids in Egypt and also in other countries? How and why were they built? Was the Titanic switched with the Britannic as part of a gigantic insurance fraud or for more insidious reasons? What caused the Tunguska event when trees were flattened over an 800 square mile area in Siberia? Will the new insights be too good to be true? Well, that will depend on what you are prepared to believe. Please join us as we start on this journey together. For more information on Too Good To Be True, visit www.xzbn.net. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs 
songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an eight-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Nation Marshall Masters is our special guest this hour, www.marshallmasters.com. All right, Marshall, before we went to the commercial break, you were telling us about this lady who was in an aircraft. She was in the middle seat of her row. Uh, her husband was also on the plane. She's, she's taking pictures at a high altitude of a, of a sunset. Something captures her eyes. She tells her husband about it. Take it from there. And sure enough, she captures a brilliant sequence and she gets Nibiru, the planet Nibiru, not mm-hmm. Nemesis or the dark star, but she's getting or the brown dwarf. She's catching Nibiru. And I know it's Nibiru because it is the sunlight that is striking on it. It was interesting in the analysis. One of the things I saw was that there was a hot spot in the northern hemisphere of the object which would indicate that, like the Earth, it too is tilted on its axis. And the interesting thing for me that really got my attention were the clouds. Now, there are a lot of people that take pictures of clouds and they're backlit or they have an unusual shape and they're going, look, that's Nibiru, look, and I... You know, I mean, I see this stuff and I go, hey, folks, come on. This may be shocking, but sometimes a cloud is just a cloud. On the other hand, when you have an object that is clearly visible like this and you see clouds moving in front of it, it is impossible, scientifically impossible to say that that is a lens flare or that it is a sun dog Mm -hmm. or it is an aberration. All right. That's purely natural. And that really got my attention. And the reason why there's a lot of movement in this sequence over two minutes is they were heading north and this cloud, uh, this weather system was heading south. So, you know, like ships passing in the night, things Mm -hmm. get a little zippier. And when I was going frame by frame and I do what I call gamma analysis, I want to see if this is, if it is an unnatural object uh, with gamma, it's like on your stereo, you know, you turn down the volume and all you hear is, you know, the bass guitar, the drums, something that's got a real thumpy sound to it. Well, if we'd use that metaphor for gamma analysis, the sun is like the ultimate bass drum. And if you have a hot object, it's going to be, you're going to see it pretty much with the sun fade in and fade out as you do your analysis. Now, if it's a lens flare, it'll disappear real fast like a piccolo. 
And uh, that's because they're cold objects. They're, you know, these are just bits of light, photons that have been scattered by the optics. On the other hand, a natural object that is either generating light or reflecting light from another natural object is going to be hot, which is in this case. And so the sequence was just brilliant. And uh, one of the things I found most interesting was the last couple of frames were taken as the aircraft banked and started heading towards uh, Salt Lake City to start its descent and into its final. And these uh, were taken when the camera was really trying to acclimate to completely new lighting conditions. And still the same. It is persistent. The object is still the same distance. And one thing I would would have loved to see if she had been doing it was that she would have no zoom whatsoever. Uh, when she started shooting this, she was sitting in a middle seat. So she zoomed in a little bit at a 35 millimeter camera. It's the equivalent of a 70 millimeter zoom. And you get a little bit of flattening effect, which means that the object's going to appear uh, closer to the sun or it's going to appear larger or a little further away. In other words, it'll change the perspective. Like, think about the rearview mirror on your car. And it says, you know, objects appear closer than they are. Right. That's an example of flattening when you're using telephoto zoom. And when she was taking her sequence, she did it in two sequences. First, when she was just doing it and captured it, which is those were the ones that were the pick of the litter because that was at 70 millimeter. When she turned to say something, ask her husband about it, Jack, and he said, keep taking pictures, she zoomed in a little tighter, which is instinctively what we do. We want to fill up the picture. So it went from 70 to 105, still usable but there is a little bit of flattening effect. Uh, that being said, you know, there's no way to pick it apart. If somebody goes to my website, marshallmasters.com, the title is Nibiru Observation at Altitude, Foreshadows Bible and Hopi Prophecy. And uh, this is what I call a gold standard observation. It's at altitude. And that's really important because here they were clearly around 30,000 feet or thereabouts, which means they're above the chemtrail layer. And there are three big benefits of at altitude observations. Like I said, first off, you're above the chemtrail layer. Mm -hmm. But you're also above ground weather, ground fog, mist, dew, these kinds of things, uh, pollution that's settled on the ground. Um, and then also at altitude, you have a much better horizon. You know, a lot of times you see people who have observation photos or videos and there's houses, trees, hills, all kinds of things that are obstructing it. When you're shooting it from the air, you don't have that. You have a really ideal horizon. It's as good as it's going to get. And I take this, you know, stuff like this really, really seriously. And the thing here is that as I'm looking at it, I always go back to 2013 when I started observing Nibiru from the Turialba webcam. 
And that was, you know, we were able to track it and do a lot of reporting. It would show up about the same time every day. You're always around sunrise or sunset because that's when you're going to see something next to the sun. And we had really good viewing on it until the United States government went down there and replaced the beautiful high-resolution camera that the university had put up with something that probably was a holdover from the first Nixon-Kennedy debate. And it was just awful, you know, as grainy as could be. So it was useless for observation. But back then, it was tiny. It was small. We called it blue bonnet. And over the years, from 2013 to now, it has been steadily increasing in size. But it has always been to the right-hand side of the sun. And when we were seeing it, it was, it looked like it was about, oh, say around the five, the three thirty, four o'clock position relative to the sun. Whereas now, it's between three o'clock to two o'clock where you see it, and that's going to depend on the time of day, where you're viewing it from. But it's there's been a steady pattern of it moving up, and getting larger, and so. This was just something that was brilliant. It was important for me that I was able to interview uh, Lanai and Jack mm-hmm. together. Uh, we did that for about two hours. We went through these images one at a time and with a lot of questions. And one of the questions that I asked Lanai, because she said she didn't believe in it from before, was I said, well, is Jack giving you a whole lot of I told you so's? And she goes, uh, yeah, yeah. And I said, what do you think about that? And she says, I think it's time the family starts to prepare. Do you have any suggestions? And that was, for me, huge because this was the first time I've gotten an observation report from somebody that didn't want to see it and didn't believe in it in the first place. And I think we could wind up with a whole lot of Lanai Bickles up here on August 21st when we have this solar eclipse because the path of totality is crossing across the United States from Oregon to South Carolina in a nice gentle arc. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this could be something where on August 22nd we could see a whole lot of you know, WTF videos popping up on YouTube from people that weren't even aware of the topic in the first place. Just uh, let me ask you a question about uh, the the lady who took the photor- the picture. Has she done a lot of photography? No. Uh, she's, um, from what I gather, housewife and mother. And uh, on vacation, they were there with their daughters and right. probably did... Disneyland and whatnot, but mm-hmm. she's not a professional. No, no. What kind of camera was it? It was a Samsung. Excuse me. It was an Apple 7S, I believe. Wow, they're good cameras. Yeah, the new ones really, really do have good ones. And one of the things that I noticed was a problem in different generations, from generation five and six, was that, and it seems to have been resolved in generation seven. Uh, but in generations five and six, we could get false positives. Did anyone else yeah. on the plane see this anomaly? 
Well, yeah, I asked her about that and she, you know, her daughters mm -hmm. who were sitting next to her saw it and she felt that other people on the airplane had seen it as well. But was it visible to the naked eye or did it require the camera yes. to zoom in? No, it was visible. She hmm. just looked right out her window and, you know, bear in mind, she was looking out the window and had her camera in front of her face, mm -hmm. but she's actually, she said she saw it with her own eyes and then she saw it through the camera on her phone. Mm -hmm. So what you have here is photography that corroborates an eyewitness report, which to me is those are the best ones where you can see where somebody saw it with their own two eyes. Because that's one of the questions. I get a lot of stuff that floats over the transom, so to speak. Sure. And I, you know, I write them back and I go, tell me exactly what you saw with your own two eyes. 99% mm -hmm. of the time, I don't hear from them again. If, if I, I, I'm just wondering why there was only one report instead of multiple reports, if it was that visible to the naked eye. You know, people filter and tune stuff out. Mm -hmm. And you think about it, and you would say, well, it would seem logical that mm -hmm. a lot of people would see it. But a lot of people don't want to see it. And it doesn't register. They're not looking for it. I think she noticed it mm -hmm. just because... Her husband had been browbeating her for so long about it. But, what, but otherwise, people look at it and they just think it's a fluffy cloud mm -hmm. or something else. They don't know what they're looking at or they don't want to see it. All right, I mean, listen, we've got, to take, we've got go to ahead. take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Please stand by. Exonation Marshall Masters is our guest this hour. www.marshallmasters.com. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. And um, as you may all well know, we've canceled the debate between Michael Horn and Kevin Randall. The reason? Go to www.xzbn.net. My release is right there and is right there in plain view. Take a read. Send me your comments. Exxon at exxonradiotv.com. I'll be back. Don't go away. and I want to tell you about a great provision for those interested in spiritual evolution and personal empowerment. Find Your Path Home Shamanic Art Center is your resource for reliable, leading-edge information, education, and healing. Offering our brand new online galactic shamanism classes, long-distance shamanic healing performed by Path Home Shamanic Art School certified shamanic practitioners, and the Science of Magic's topic-driven radio episode collections where I interview today's leading experts on science and magic. All of this designed to inform, support, and empower you through these changing times. Visit us and all we have to offer at findyourpathhome.com. That's findyourpathhome.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. 
For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Nemology Science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad, Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good to Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen. Marshall Masters is our special guest this hour, Exonation, MarshallMasters.com. Uh, Marshall, what do, you, what do you believe will happen on August the 23rd during that eclipse? Well, on the 21st of this month, it could be just a nice eclipse, or it could be a watershed event. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at what's happening around it. I know that you had folks like the Weather Channel, which is a PTB propaganda outlet, and they were already, a a month ago, they were saying, oh, there's going to be heavy cloud cover, there's going to be heavy cloud cover, and I'm going, wow, that's that's a far way out to forecast that. Mm -hmm. Um, But another thing I find interesting is that the states that are on the path of totality, 
you know, this is where people are going to see the full eclipse. All of these states, there's 11 states, and all of them have emergency planning contingency in place. They are preparing for some kind of emergency situation. And that, to me, is telling. Um, I think one of the things that I did in this article uh, that I have on the site, and again, I mean, if they go to Nibiru Observation at Altitude, Foreshadows, Bible, and Hopi Prophecy, it's on my site, marshallmasters.com. And you'll see that I have a animated GIF on there. And so for the folks that are watching this, that are in the path of totality, uh, people tend to want to zoom in, get a nice tight shot mm -hmm. of the eclipse. Well, what I'm asking them to do is something that'll take not that long, maybe about 20 seconds. They can do it very quickly. If they're doing it in video, they don't have to sit there and hold on it for a long time. 20 seconds is a lot of frames. And... You know, what I'm asking them to do is pull out to a wider view, and then you take the sun, keep it in the field of view, but tilt down a little bit so the bottom half of the sun is at the top, then run it around all four sides, and then all the way back into the center, and then go ahead and zoom back in. If you don't see anything else during the eclipse, don't worry about it, because the smart thing is, and I strongly advise everyone who's going to watch this, to have the right kind of eye protection. And so you may not see something because you're, you know, you have eclipse viewing glasses or using a welder glass or whatever you're using for eye protection. And however, your camera is going to pick it up, especially smartphone cameras, because smartphone cameras, a lot of them, work down into the infrared and they'll pick up the heat signature. So what you're doing is you are taking your smartphone mm -hmm. and you're keeping the sun in. You pull zoom out so the sun is filling about maybe a third of the center, about the size of the focus ring in a typical 35 millimeter camera. And then you tilt down and run the sun so it's always halfway in the viewfinder around all four edges. And then back to center and pull out. And then afterwards, download that digital imagery. And if you caught something, it'll be there. Because what you're doing with that simple camera movement is dramatically increasing the field of view, dramatically. But also, by doing that, you're removing what we call flattening effect. And that was one thing with Lanai's pictures, was that she was zooming in. So when you zoom in, it doesn't invalidate the image, but it, does, it can make it look larger. It can change the apparent distance from one object mm -hmm. to another object. But when you've zoomed out to a wide-angle zoom, so let's say you're zooming out on the eclipse to 50 millimeter or 35 millimeter as you would with a 35 millimeter camera. You know, this, are, this is going to be excellent because now you're not going to have any flattening effect and you're going to have an incredibly wide field of view. So for your listeners out there, if 
you really want to get in there and see if you can contribute something to the Planet X debate, please just figure, you know, 20 seconds. That's all I'm asking for. And make that fast smartphone observation. And hey, after that, you might just pick up something that when you get back and then you play it back when you get home, you're going to go, whoa, <laughs> where'd that come from? And we could have that. But, you know, on the other hand, there's something I always tell people is that the failure to observe an object proves only one thing. You have failed to observe the object. That's all. Doesn't say it exists or doesn't say it doesn't exist. If you try to observe something and you don't see it, you just didn't see it. Right, exactly. That's all, that's all it is. Yeah. Uh, so tell us about. I, I'm sorry, I said yeah, August the 23rd. It's August the 21st, and uh, tell us tell us the timeline for the 21st. Timeline is going to depend on where you are in the country. All right, mm -hmm. and you can just check with your you know check with your local newspaper if you're in that area. There's a lot of great information online for eclipse viewing, so. You can find out exactly where it is going, you know, that eclipse is going to happen. For example, the eclipse that will, when I looked at the eclipse date, mm -hmm. um, this was for, and I, and you'll find this with a sky program, but uh, the Dugway Proving Ground is where I believe they took their turn towards. Salt Lake City, and when Lanai got her photograph. So I use that as a reference point. And when I put that into my Sky program, mm -hmm. I use Starry Night Pro, it tells me at that location the eclipse occurs at 12 noon. And, but however, that is not under the path of totality. The path of totality is where you see the, you know, full coverage of the sun. If you're above it or below, you know, below it, you're going to see a partial eclipse, but you're not going to see that full eclipse. So the best thing to do is just check for wherever your area is. And also you really want to find out about how you're going to handle traffic and going down there. If you're going to go watch it, I strongly urge you to take camping gear and a three-day supply of food and water because there could be a huge turnout of people to watch this event. And you could get down there and find there's no hotel rooms. I mean, you're basically just going to be able to find porter potties and water. Um, but everything else is going to be hammered because there'll be such a huge influx of eclipse tourists. So if you go down with a three-day supply of whatever you need and you're totally autonomous that way, you're, you know, you'll be fine. And enjoy yourself. Find out exactly when it's going to do. Be sure you get the right kind of eye protection. You were also mentioning the connection between the Hopi prophecy. And, and what is that exactly, Marshall? Well, this is something that when I was looking at Lanai's photos mm -hmm. and I do a frame-by-frame -frame analysis and just click on the images it'll fill the screen 
But one of the things that I noticed was in image frame 3779 in the article is that there's a hot spot on the northern hemisphere of Nibiru, which indicates to me that it is tilted. Mm -hmm. And I started thinking because I'm always getting questions from people about two things, Hopi prophecy and the Revelation 12 v. 1 and 2 prophecy, that is the celestial alignment that will occur on September 23. And so I address that in the article, and I call it foreshadowing because it's not proof of anything, but it is a way of explaining these things. Um, with the Hopi prophecy, there is a blue kachina and a red kachina. And a lot of people think that these are two objects. What I maintain is that this is a visual effect of what's called Doppler shift. As the object approaches, it's blue. As it goes away, it's red. Because as it's coming, light waves are compressing. As it's going away, the light waves are stretching out. So if we see the blue kachina, and we're going to see the blue kachina as Nibiru would be passing overhead and then directly over our orbit. But once it starts going outside of our orbit, mm -hmm. where the Planet X system, where the Nemesis Brown Dwarf is now going to arc down between the orbits of Mars and right. Jupiter. And as that's happening, it's going away from us. So then it becomes the red kachina. And also that is when it's going to be uh, the most dangerous time for us when things uh, are really going to get bad. So the blue kachina, red kachina, Doppler shift explains that. And what I'm saying is that we're going to, once it is in front of the sun, what we're going to see is a terminator because it's no longer the face of the planet we're no longer seeing the dark, the day side of the planet. We're going to be seeing the night side of the planet. And that's a gradual process. So it's like we look at the crescent on our own moon as it goes through its phases. So we'll see something like that, and it will be blue because it's coming towards us. And then red as it's going away. Then when I was looking at the September 23, 2017, Revelation 12, V1 and 2, um, I'm really not, in the article, interested in speaking to the theological significance of the event or the biblical prophetic side of it, but I'm just looking at things that I find most interesting. And what it's describing in this is... The and I'll just read it for you, 12, 1 through 3. Then I witnessed in heaven an event of great significance. I saw a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon beneath her feet, and a crown of 12 stars on her head. She was pregnant, and she cried out because of her labor pains and the agony of giving birth. Then I witnessed in heaven another significant event. I saw a large red dragon with seven horns, seven heads, and ten horns with seven crowns on its head. And so this, for me, is really describing 
a celestial event. And as I was talking about, remember, we have that crescent effect. But the thing here is that the whole focus of these passages is on childbirthing process. All right, hold on here. We've got to take our final break. Marshall, thanks so much for coming on and giving us this insight. I sincerely appreciate it. At Exxon, if you'd like to get more information about Marshall Masters, visit his website, marshallmasters.com. We'll be back on the other side of this break to wrap up this hour here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Are you curious? Do you want to learn more about how the world works and have fun at the same time? Study coincidences with me, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, on my Connecting with Coincidence radio show here on the XZBN network. Listen to Jungians theorize, statisticians randomize, true believers evangelize, while I categorize. I dance to the rhythm of coincidences. People who experience me see more of them. Maybe something on the show matches a thought in your mind. Let us know. Expand your mind to the weirdness happening around you. Synchronicity spoken here, there, and everywhere. For more information, put Connecting with Coincidence in your search engine and find my website, my social media sites, and my blog. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, Soul Balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. 
A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. Marshall Masters is my guest this hour, www.marshallmasters.com. And uh, Marshall, uh, looking at the, the, the religious connotations, the Hopi prophecies, and modern-day legend, what are the chances of this just being a coincidence? I think it's very strong. I mm-hmm. think we're seeing what I call a convergence of coincidence where things are just starting to dovetail right and if you take them out of the allegorical state Mm -hmm. all right an allegory is you know there are people that get snooty about allegory i think allegory is a brilliant device because it is the one thing that has proven the ability to take an important concept and transfer that across a span of many, many generations and millennia. That's the power of allegory. But once you get it there and you have it, you can look at it that way and appreciate it. I look at it in terms of, well, what's the scientific message here? And so when I'm looking at the red kachina, blue kachina, I'm seeing Doppler shift effect. That explains it perfectly. When I'm looking at Revelation 12, I'm seeing a birthing process, no different than a, a child's mm-hmm. head crowning as the child is becoming, as, as, as the child is born. And when you think about it, you know, think about as the moon, you know, how the crescent shape of the moon changes. All right. That's very similar to an infant's head crowning as it is born. So to me, Revelation is saying, you know, this is going to look like a child that is in the process of, you know, being born, coming right. into the world. And you take the two and put them together, they fit a complete pattern where you see the appearance of a Terminator that is shifting as uh, Nibiru 
pardon the expression, is crowning, mm-hmm. right? You see it as we now are, it's, it's uh, night, we're not going to see its day side, now we're seeing its night side. So it's going to be becoming blue because it is coming towards us. And then eventually it's beyond us and red shift takes effect with the Doppler shift. And there we go. And when you look at the ancients, you know, today we don't put the kind of credence into celestial predictions of the ancients because we have awful viewing skies. We've got chemtrails, which even professional astronomers are now begrudgingly going, you know, this is really messing up our viewing skies. But we have smog and a lot of particulates, Mm -hmm. and we don't have the kind of beautiful sky that the ancients had. When the Bible was being written, man, you know, they would sit out at night, and the sky was an amazing thing to behold amazing stars so thick you could think that you could just step from one to the next and now we just don't see that much it's pretty disappointing and so we don't place the kind of credence in it but the ancients understood the power of celestial alignments and the predictions go with that and the celestial alignment that happens on september 23 uh to me, is really, really stunning. This is extremely rare alignment. And where we're looking and we're seeing uh, Regulus on one side Mm -hmm. and the moon on the other, and in between we have Mars, Mercury, the sun, Jupiter, all right? And in this event, if we have Nibiru there on that day, then we could very well see that this September 23rd prediction from Revelation is based in, you know, celestial observation, what we will be able to see in the sky. When was the last time this, time. when was the last time that uh, an event like this happened? Well, the, you know, there's one fellow that's saying it's about 7,000 years since mm-hmm. the last time it happened. Yes. I personally haven't gone back in time on my Sky program to verify that, but they're saying 7,000. But what I can tell you is that's an amazingly rare alignment. Amazingly rare alignment. Is there yeah. any reference in any historical record that you've been able to find or any historical legend that would... Give us some sort of hint how so many thousands of years ago people reacted to the the alignment and if there was anything spectacular that happened during it. Well, I do publish the Colburn Bible, and the first part of that, mm-hmm. uh, the Egyptian texts, these were penned in the days after Exodus. And Exodus was a, that was the last flyby, actually, was Exodus. And the Egyptians write about it. What they tell us is that the they were observing the same thing we're observing now, that it hides behind the sun dancing around. And then all of a sudden, when it pops out, it pops out. 
And then the other thing that they told us was that uh, they used they they use the term the destroyer mm-hmm. to describe it. So do the Hebrews. And when this thing is completely visible in the sky, uh, it is going to be terrifying. Uh, is it going to be terrifying because this is an anomaly we have never seen before, and therefore we won't be able to to make sense of what it is, and therefore, based on our immature way of thinking, that we will think it's a demonic sign, and therefore look for the, the end of the world scenario to take place? Well, you know, there's uh, people usually view eclipses mm-hmm. as a sign of something not very good coming. There's a tendency to see that. Uh, I think that this really taps into our racial memory as a species. Okay. That yeah. when something shows up in the sky like that, it's hurt time. Yeah, it was reported to be uh, the dragon in the sky eating the sun. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So there's a tremendous amount of folklore about Planet X mm-hmm. all across the world. It's just in different names. You know, the ancient Celts called it the Frightener, which I thought was very accurate because the ancient Egyptians reported that uh, the sight of this thing Mm -hmm. would terrify people, that uh, men would become impotent and women would become infertile. Well, due to the the event itself and what happens, if you didn't know what the heck it was, it would scare the bejesus out of you. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And when we see it, Mm -hmm. what I'm expecting that we'll, uh, what you'll find on the cable networks and elsewhere is they're just going to go, well, it's going to pass over our head, so don't worry, it's just an interesting light show. And most people are going to go, oh, good, okay. And they're not going to think about it. It'll be an oddity, or maybe they'll notice it from time to time. How will we know if it's more than just a light show? Impact events, earthquakes, uh, solar storms, bad space weather. There's going to be a whole lot of that. Mm -hmm. And what I tell people is that there's going to be a last window of opportunity. You go on CNN and they're saying, don't worry, it's just an interesting light show. That is the window opening on your last window of opportunity, period. And when you hear them come back on CNN saying, and the other channels as well, saying things like, well, we didn't expect this to happen and that to happen, but we figured out it's not going to get any worse than it has, so don't worry about it. So do we we'll call this the Trump? Through, so that's we, when the window is closed. So do we call this the Trump effect? <laughs> Nibiru, you're going to love it. <laughs> Yeah. Listen, we've got less than we've got less than a, a minute before we have to say so long to you, Marshall. As always, great having you with us. Thank you so much for all the great work that you do. What What are your final thoughts in the next minute for the members of the Exo Nation listening tonight? I think that this year, the end of this year, is going to be very telling. I think we're very close to a watershed event. Where's the silver lining? Ah, yes. There is a silver (laughs) line. I write about that. Go check my book, Surviving the Planet X Tribulation. It's really about that silver lining 
and how to exploit it. All right, my good friend, thanks so much for joining us. Let our listeners know one more time about your website. MarshallMasters.com Marshall, look forward to having you back on in the next couple of weeks as we do an update. And then we have to we have to think of something special to do on the night of the 23rd, uh, 21st of August. Sounds like fun to me. All right, buddy. Take care of yourself, and uh, thanks again, Marshall. Thank you. ExoNation, Marshall Gump. I mean, Marshall Masters was our... <laughs> I couldn't help that. I'm sorry, Marshall. Marshall uh, Masters was our <laughs> guest this hour. <laughs> www.marshallmasters.com. And we'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. And if you'd like to send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com. Don't go away. Back after the news. <laughs> <laughs> 